listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The past 48 hours have brought one announcement after another. Classes, sporting events, and other large gatherings all canceled due to the spread of coronavirus. Cultural institutions all over southeast Michigan have either closed or they are canceling programs. It's a disappointment for patrons of the arts, of course. But for the institutions themselves, this could mean serious financial pain. That's where we want to continue the conversation here on Detroit Today and joining us to talk about how cultural institutions are dealing with this are two leaders of our cultural institutions here in Southeast Michigan. Ann Parsons is president and CEO of the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Ann, great to have you here. Hi, Stephen. Nice to be with you. And Wayne Brown is president and CEO of the Michigan Opera Theater. Wayne, great to see you as well. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah. Glad so, to you. Uh, Wayne, I want to start with you because uh, our plan this week was to take this time on the show to talk with the choreographer of the Dance Theater of Harlem, which is having a program this weekend, or was supposed to be. But of course, that was canceled. So walk us through your decision-making process for canceling these kinds of performances. Well, Stephen, as you know, um, throughout history, in moments of crisis, Americans have navigated uh, such challenges by turning to the arts and artists to provide comfort and solace. Uh, Never before have I witnessed uh, such an unprecedented state of heightened anxiety in our community. I believe that this round, however, organizations such as Michigan Opera Theater and my my colleagues uh, have a responsibility to do all that we can to preserve safety and temper anxiety by temporarily (coughs) suspending performances over the next, uh, in our case, over the next few weeks. we need to follow, I think, the, uh, our medical experts and our city and state government leaders as they have requested, and this is the right thing for us to do. The thousands of people who would have attended Dance Theater of Harlem this weekend um, was, um, it was, a, it was a difficult decision, but it was also the right decision for us to not subject um, patrons to a space that was certainly contrary to what our government leaders were suggesting. Yeah. That having been said, it's costly. It, uh, doesn't, yeah. save, it doesn't save us money. It, it's very costly to cancel events on this scale. Yeah, yeah. And talk about uh, the decision-making process uh, at the DSO. Well, first of all, I think Wayne Brown was one of the first people I called <laughs> because we we are um, colleagues and friends, and um, and uh, this is a terrible uh, time of loneliness when you're a leader of an institution during a crisis. Mm-hmm. It can be, and it's terribly important for for leadership to make sure that they don't work in isolation. So, so speaking with my colleague at U- University Musical Society, Matthew Van Beesen, mm-hmm. and, and talking to Wayne, and um, of course, talking to board leadership, staff leadership, um, uh, our music director, uh, Laureate Leonard Slatkin, was in town this week. We included him. We met with our orchestra committee. We, um, we had set up uh, an X team oh, a couple of weeks ago to start working on preparation because we saw where this was going. We didn't know when, and we didn't want to say that it was inevitable, but we felt that Michigan couldn't possibly um, be isolated as a, as, a, as a state with no cases forever. 
So um, that group had already been imagining this as hard as it is to imagine. So, I mean, I'm not sure I can tell you we were prepared because um, as much as you try to imagine something, it's different when it's actually happening to you. But I guess what I can tell you is that in a very short period of time, if you put an emphasis on people and talking to people and not just looking at rules and regulations and, 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 and what's the protocol, but just considering um, all the people that are affected and including them if you can, if you have time. And, um, and it, it requires a lot of patience and a lot of strength to take in a lot of feedback mm-hmm. and then figure out what to do as um, ultimately it's, it's one's responsibility as a CEO to make the ultimate decision. And, uh, but I can tell you that um, at the DSO, it was this kind of a very open group process of of consideration. Um, but as Wayne said so eloquently, there really was only one um, right decision to make, and that was to follow the recommendations of Governor Whitmer and the Michigan Department of Health. Um, and we're grateful for their leadership, because mm-hmm. leadership is what it takes right now. It's it's very frightening. These are unprecedented times. It's surreal. And um, and so people are a bit frozen, and they're looking for people to um, make recommendations. And the hardest thing for me was not to just simply tell people this is what we're going to do, yeah. but to take a moment, just a moment, and and pause and consider the options. And when you do that, it's it's amazing how people actually come to the right decision pretty unanimously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I want each of you to talk about the financial implications of this. What's the worst case? scenario for each of your institutions if this uh, goes on for a long time. Wayne, uh, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I'll, I'll just start off by saying uh, night before last, we made the decision to pull the plug relative to a performances scheduled for Dance of Harlem. Uh, the dance troupe members were already in town. Uh, they'd completed a, uh, an educational program uh, in the morning. And uh, so it was not a matter of, of uh, sending a call to Dancer of Harlem two weeks earlier before <laughs> right. they left New York, yeah. but uh, the cost associated with having, having satisfied the contractual obligations before they arrived. Um, but in, in the same time, uh, yesterday afternoon, at the end of a rehearsal, I had to say to members of the cast, they just completed the first act, Unfortunately, we are unable to move on. So, granted, they were understanding, but it was clear that uh, we had to pull the plug. Uh, an opera production such as Champion is a million dollars. And um, it, uh, in other words, all, all costs associated with the artists. But those dollars relate to people's lives, sure. livelihood. Yeah. And, uh, and so in that regard, we're still trying to calculate the impact of what that will mean in terms of performance revenue that would be there to help offset partial part of the cost mm-hmm. and uh, the real costs that these artists have incurred already, even if we are able to reschedule. So it's gonna it's gonna take a while to to calculate, and it's going to vary uh, per per uh, circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what are the financial implications of uh, this look like over at the DSO? Well, um, you know, I think it's uh, it's it's very similar. Of course, um, we had Carmina Burana this weekend, one of our biggest um, productions. We had a 
huge chorus, two choruses, a children's chorus and a adult chorus from UMS, um, singers, um, an expansive orchestra and everyone rehearsed and, um, and yet we had to, and, and we'd had our dress rehearsal and we even took steps to imagine what if we had the performance and we, um, we, we put it out virtually for our audiences and, um, but we knew that we had, uh, you know, 250 plus people on stage in very close quarters and that really alone went against the regulations that were being recommended. So, um, in fact, this question of, you know, here we are in something that we all call force majeure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, th- there's so much damage that can be done to individuals. And, um, I, I, you know, you were talking about economic hardship um, with, uh, with employees. Uh, and uh, this is artists, this is stagehands, parking attendants, bartenders, you know, um, you go on and on, full and part-time staff. We're all made up of, of a combination of both. So um, I cannot give you a dollar figure because I think we have um, some really serious decisions to make yeah. about, uh, of course, we paid everybody for this weekend. We had to. Four performances not happening, um, you know, notwithstanding. So, and then there's the ticket buyer who is unfortunately not going to get the performance. Um, what what the DSO is fortunate to be able to do, and we announced yesterday with our cancellation that, that we'll be opening up our virtual concert programming, the mm-hmm. we call it a replay, mm-hmm. um, so that um, people can go to our website and um, play concerts that have taken place over the last several years. And, I, and I'm hoping... Um, We'll see. I, I, I don't know if we have a Carmina Burana up yet. I'm hoping we'll get one up soon. But in the mo- in the moment, um, you know, as Wayne said, we're used to providing music in times of hardship because that's what heals people. Besides hugging each other, which we also can't do. Right. <laughs> we, you know, don't touch anybody, you right? Do, you want to support one another. So how do you support one another? So we're trying to give that gift anyway, and usually there's a small fee, but it's it's going to be free and it's going to be live and people can go and they can listen to music and they can watch the orchestra. But, but it's, so, so people have to make their own decision. Our, our ticket buyers, of course, are not, um, they don't, they have so many questions and we have said, um, if you wish to, to help us, particularly with the artists and paying the artists and, and mm-hmm. some relief, um, you know, you could donate your ticket yeah. um, as opposed to exchanging your as ticket. As opposed to asking is, for, yeah, you know, right. You know, exchange means when and for what. Um, we don't know how quickly we'll be back to work. And again, we took the decision for the weekend yesterday because we had to tell our audiences who, came, who were supposed to be coming last night through Sunday. Mm. Today, we will be um, probably issuing another release about future performances. And, and it is hard to know, as Wayne said, how far out to, to look. Um, <clears throat> so... There are many, many questions, but if, if, our, if our audiences can be patient with us, um, it would mean a lot because it would, it would just, um, uh, by, by returning revenue, which of course is, is maybe the final option, and we will be going to um, a refund policy, which is actually an exception mm-hmm. to uh, any force majeure policy that we ever have. If the concert doesn't go on, um, we ask people to exchange or donate. But in this case, um, we will be uh, extending the option to refund, um, understanding that other people have hardships as well. So we have to, you know, we're in a people business, people first. 
Um, but the hardship will, you know, again, we will be able, it's a week to week situation yeah. next week. Um, very yeah. complicated. I, I, we we're going to, we're going to run out of time here, oh, but, sorry. but, but that's sorry. okay. But before, <laughs> before we do, I want to, I want to get Nina and Novi into the conversation. Nina, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, Nina, I've got about a minute and a half left, but I wanted to, to give you a chance to talk about your well, thanks for taking my call, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, we have two sets of tickets, one for Fiddler on the Roof tonight and another set for Dear Evan Henson in a couple weeks. Mm. And, uh, and in response to uh, refunding tickets, we were told by the Fisher that, they, that we just needed to uh, call Ticketmaster, where we got our tickets, to get a refund. But when we contacted Ticketmaster, whom we haven't heard back from yet, uh, it says that there are no refunds if a venue is still uh, going to take place. Mm. So that's sort of where we are right now. But in response to your, uh, uh, to the uh, woman from the DSO, we would be happy to just exchange them. Mm. You know, we don't, I just, I just don't want to take a hit for two shows at the cost of, you know, like $500. Yeah, I think no, that's, that's just, that's yeah. pretty right. I mean, we will be back in operation. The world yeah. will come back to some new normal after this new normal, and mm-hmm. and we'll be giving live performances again. So uh, that's always my recommendation. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, as far as the Fisher Theater is concerned, it may just be a matter of time. You may want to check in with them yeah, again. They're probably still figuring uh, it out over yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, Ann Parsons, president and CEO of the DSO. Wayne Brown, president and CEO CEO of Michigan Opera Theater. Great to have you both here. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Steve. All right, uh, that's going to do it for me this week. I will be back on Monday when we're going to talk with Republican, the Republican mayor of Sterling Heights, who has endorsed Joe Biden, a Democrat, for president. We'll hear why. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday.